Rebound kicked out to McKenzie Shippey. On the move, right in a runner from eight feet. No, Jackson snares down the miss and then puts it home for the right side. Jackson in double figures for Friends. And Friends comes away with a rebound and a chance to take the lead. 33-32, Emerlehu going for the lead for the left wing. Emerlehu with the triple. He's got nine, and the Falcons reclaim the lead. Welcome to the Friends Basketball Coaches Show from Walk-On Sports Bistro. Snares the rebound for Friends. Ahead, Barbary goes up, and he flushes it down. Barbary taking flight. Now here's your host, Pat Strothman. What's going on, everyone? Voice of the Friends Falcons here with another edition of the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. We're broadcasting from Wacom Sports Bistro. Great place to be. Love it out this way. All the fantastic food, but also no matter where you sit, you're going to get a good look at the game you want to watch. Plenty of TVs on the walls. It's a great place to be. Come out to walk on Sports Bistro. Things heat up for postseason play. Of course, you have a special tournament that's just around the corner. I think I would rather be here than being at home. Walk on Sports Bistro located on Mays Road. We appreciate their support of Friends University Athletics. Well, here tonight, it is our final men's basketball edition of the Friends Basketball Show. And to do the honors, we welcome in the head men's basketball coach at Friends University, Phil McClintock. The Friends Falcons wrapped up the regular season with a W against the Avalanche Eagles, 80-54. And we'll certainly talk about that one, but we do need to go back a little bit, talk about Southwestern, Tabor, York, and Avila, and then we could just recap the entire season here for 2023-2024. Well, Coach, let's just go all the way back to, to Winfield, Southwestern, a team that you played uh, incredibly tough with uh, earlier in the regular season. You guys were right there until the very end. Southwestern ended up getting that final push, and Southwestern ended up getting the win. But this time around, if you go to the Winfield, you go to the Stewart Field House, not many teams are going to win there. I'll never forget the first time I entered this conference. I get there, and the amount of people tell me that there's this black cat roaming around. I thought they were kidding. Mm-hmm. Next, you know, there's Jinx walking out after seeing a, a loss that was probably double digits, maybe maybe 20 points. And I'm like, okay, now I understand what this is all about. And as things progress, as longer as long as I've been in this conference, you just continue to see it get get that way and get tougher and tougher. So you knew what you're up against against Southwestern. Kevin Clark, Andrew O'Brien, just a, a phenomenal team that's top ten in the country right now. So kind of one of those games where you go into going, hey, we'll give it our, our best, but at the same time probably understanding that you really have an uphill battle to climb. Your thoughts on what you saw against Southwestern? Yeah, it was uh, – <clears throat> excuse me, we knew it was going to be tough, and it was. Um you know, we had a game plan in place, and obviously Kevin Clark was leading, is leading the country in scoring. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's, he's a pretty good scorer, obviously. Um, <laughs> and so the, the problem was Andrew O'Brien goes 6-7 from 3, you know, in the first 12 minutes of the game. And a couple of those, you know, the first few is what it is. You can live with, you know, he's averaging just over 1-3 made. Actually, it may be under 1-3 made uh, a game. And, you know, him going 6-7, he made a couple, like, step backs and fadeaways. He really got it going, which, I mean, 
if if they're shooting like that, and especially him, if they have another scorer, um, you know, and he's their thir- third leading scorer or fourth, uh, they're they're tough. And so we actually we competed and we we battled back, and and I think it was like a nine point game at half. And so the first half, you know, we stuck with it, and then the second half they just you know continued with what they're good at, and that's scoring and playing fast and playing solid defense. So there's a reason they're they're top ten in the country, and mm-hmm. so um, they proved that then and. Um, it's I, I, it's good for our guys to be able to see that. Like, hey, this is what a top ten team looks like on the road, and so um, hopefully that's something we can we can learn from moving forward. For sure. Well, then the game after the that you guys with the Hillsboro took on Tabor, and Tabor a very a very young team, but a, a team with a lot of promise to the future. And Tabor hung a hundred on the board, a hundred to, to eighty one. So defensively, maybe things weren't there, but Tabor it's one of those teams where they they really I know they missed the the tournament and. And, you know, that's the one thing where I'm a little bit surprised that maybe they did because seeing them throughout the year, they, they certainly had their moments. And maybe that's that comes to the territory of being with a young team. Sometimes you got it, sometimes you don't. But uh, the Tabor Blue Jays, certainly in that game, they were they were quite good. That's McClure being one of the, the funner guys to watch this year. And, you know, they added some pieces around him too, some, some guards and, and Jack Voth, who really has a, a future being a star in this conference. So, that loss to Tabor, your your reaction to what took place in Hillsboro? Yeah, they played well. I mean, they, they were without their big man, actually, and so they were playing small, and so it was just definitely different. Um, they made 14 threes, you know, and we I think we made three threes, and so we just that's something we struggled with, um, you know, a lot of the, especially the second half. Um, we tried to play up, up tempo, and when you're playing up tempo and you're giving up 14 threes, and that's probably not going to go your way, so – you know, I don't know that it was – we played awful defensively and we played okay offensively, but you just can't – the three-point, you know, discrepancy is just too much there. And so they had guys that hadn't played. You know, one of their seniors uh, came in and hadn't played much, and he went three or four from three. And so whether that's them or us, I mean, you know, I'll always say it's we could have played better defense. So um, – but they – you know, it was their senior night, and, you know, they played like it was their senior night, and we definitely didn't. So – um, credit to them on that win. So. That men's basketball coach from McClintock here on the Friends Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita, 92.3 FM. Final two games of the regular season. Last Wednesday, you took on the York Panthers. It was a 63-59 final. We all we talked about the, the, the difficult challenges going on the road and playing Southwestern. The Freeman Center in York, Nebraska can just be just as challenging and for York, too, going into that game, the Panthers still needing to, to get that win and still in the hunt for a potential KCAC postseason tournament bid. So they still had something to play for. And while you guys fell behind, you guys showed the ability to come back in that game. Now, York was able to, to get some stops, and York made some plays. And when you get to that situation, I think we've seen that at Tyra, too, this year where you were right there with four minutes to play. One team makes plays. Maybe, maybe your team doesn't, and sometimes that's just a way of, of of things just developing throughout the entire season and throughout the entire game. But, hey, you guys, you, you competed with, with one week left in the in the season. Sometimes when you get down by double digits, sometimes it, it's over. You're, you're going to give up and say, hey, whatever. But, no, your, your team competed in that game at York. Yeah, we did. I was, I was proud of them. I mean, <clears throat> sorry. Um, you know, it was tough the last couple of weeks of the season because we were eliminated from from the conference tournament. I think we had to w- probably win the Southwestern game. So our last three games, we were eliminated. We we didn't talk about it, but I mean, the guys were asking, and they I think they had an idea. And so 
Um, obviously, that Tabor game, you know, they were still playing for something. Then we go to York, and that's a tough place to play. Awful offensively that first half at York. Um, the you know defensively, I thought we were pretty good, and so good enough to win. Um, you know, and then that second half, we played really well. We played really, really well defensively. We played well enough offensively to win. Um, we didn't score the last four minutes and ten seconds, and we had three turnovers. We went 0-3 from the free throw line. Uh, missed some, you know, some shots. There were some execution things where we ran a play, and you know they didn't guard it well, and we could have got a layup, and we didn't. It happened three times, and so those are just things this this team has struggled with all year. And if you want to win on the road, those close games, you you have to make layups, you have to execute down the stretch, you have to take care of the ball. So. We were good enough defensively. We got – because, I mean, like I said, it was tied with four and a half minutes left, and then we only gave up four points in those four and a half minutes. But we didn't score. And so, you got to – you know, you got to be good enough offensively too. So, we weren't. So, Lastly, you wrap up the regular season, wrap up the season just in general on Saturday inside the Garvey Center. A W over Avila, 80-54 to 54 being the final. You led by two at the half, and I just kind of chuckled. It was the exact same score at the exact same time in the second half of what you guys were on top in Kansas City. Same score, same time frame. And I'm like, okay, look, on the broadcast scores here, not hoping for something like that to happen, but right. it does happen, and you're like, this is eerily similar. Now we'll just see how far this team has come mm-hmm. compared to what happened in Kansas City. In Kansas City – 16 consecutive points for Avila to make it a, a, a close game, and then you have to fight and, and drag your, yourself to the to the finish line. This time around, that was far from the case. Your team was able to really put the finishing touches, had a couple of dunks. Tim Barberry had a, a strong finish. I, I'm glad that everyone just kept feeding him inside for the last couple of minutes because uh, I think that was the one thing I saw was, hey, give Tim the ball, just get out of the way, just let him shoot as many times as possible. So, But, hey, a great way to wrap up the regular season. I I know some coaches don't believe in that carrying over into a brand-new season, but still to finish with a W, it sure as heck feels a lot better with a W than with a loss. Yeah, no, it does. And we played well. We played, you know, it was the first time we'd, you know, stretched a lead and we had, you know, a comfortable lead going where I didn't have to coach the last five minutes, which was great. I'm like, hey, we're just cheering and (laughs) – you know, having a good time up 20-plus. Um, you know, the diff- the huge difference in that, you talk about the score being the same in the second half. Well, we were on the road, and they actually had a really good crowd when we were there. And so that was a big step for us. We won that game, you know, on the road with a good crowd uh, there. And so here, you know, without the adversity of the crowd, I felt like we played loose and we, we turned defense into offense, which is what we want to do, and we haven't been able to, especially late here. And so it was nice to be able to see, like you said, and I wasn't even – I mean, we kept him in there. He had four fouls with nine minutes left, you know, and we kept him in there. And it was mainly the, you know, our guys like Spiller and all these other guys, hey, let's get him the ball. Let's, you know, keep feeding him. So he was able to – you know, he struggled early in that game, so he was able to have some success late. So – but I mean, we had we had a lot of assists. We you know obviously scored more points than we had been scoring, and 
um, we weren't having to slow the ball down and you know call a bunch of sets to try to score because we were we were pushing it and getting great looks. So it was it was a fun game. Yeah, well, Tim was able to get an alley oop, I believe, in there, a couple dunks as well. Yep. So always a good feeling there at the very end for a senior to be able to do something like that. We're visiting with head uh, men's basketball coach at Friends University, Phil McClintock, here on the latest Friends basketball show on ESPN Wichita on 92.3 FM. Well, for Tim to be able to finish the, the job off like that, and we talked about Tim last, last well, I guess it would have been two weeks uh, from now, but, uh, you know, Tim has done so much and really a strong finish, I believe, and, and over half of the games down the stretch, I think five of the last nine, he finished in double figures. I'm, and I believe out of the nine-game stretch, I think all but one, I think he had more than, than six points, which I know to some people that might not mm-hmm. might not seem like a whole heck of a lot, but for, for Tim to have as strong of a finish as that, that's the one thing that you're probably going to take away from, from Tim Barberry's career is realizing – he didn't go down just saying, all right, well, my career's over. We're not having a good season. I'm down the dump, so I'm not going to care about this. No, instead, he, he fought all the way until the very end. Yeah, he had some huge games for us, too. I mean, Kate, uh, he made some you know huge baskets, too. We started going to him late in the game, um, a lot of, you know, last ten games or so because mm-hmm. – you know, he started off slow, which is, is common. I mean, I think with a, with a coaching change, and mm-hmm. he'd been through a bunch of them, you know, and so um, I know that was probably tough on him. And so, but like you said, I mean, down the stretch, he just, you know, made that decision, hey, you know, I only have a certain amount of games left. And I, that was something I talked about often, like, hey, we got guys in this room, Tim, and, you know, Drew's still a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not sure if he's coming back. But, I mean, Tim only has four games left. Tim has three games left. You know, we talked about that down the stretch. So, you know, if you're trying to find something to, to play for, let's play for him because, I mean, you know, the ball stops bouncing at some point, you know, and it's coming up for Tim, you know, soon. And so – and I think it helped with him playing as hard as he was down the stretch and playing as tough and, you know, kind of finding his groove, which was good. Yeah, it certainly did. Well, KJ wrapped it up 2 with 21 on 7 to 13 shooting with seven rebounds. I don't know what the official stretch was, but the amount of 20-point games he's had down the stretch – it's one of those where I just watch him and I'm just like, man, I can't wait to, to, to see what's going to happen next year with, with K.J. Spiller. I know he'll be a, technically a, a senior next year, which is the only bummer. You don't get him for another another three years. But watching K.J. throughout this entire season has just been it's been fun. Sometimes when the, when guys come in, you never know what to expect. But I think for, from K.J. from the get-go, you knew exactly where you're going to get. A guy who is a bigger body that can get to the rim but also can step out and knock down some shots. And, well, you certainly did that on Saturday with four threes. Yeah, he's been great. He's he's developed. You know, we weren't sure. He played the five at his JUCO just because they didn't have any size. And so I definitely thought he was a four. Well, now, you know, down the stretch, we've been playing bigger lineups and he's been playing the three. And he succeeded. I mean, he's he has no problem handling the ball. So, um, obviously, against Avalay, he goes four seven from the three-point line. And during conference play, you know, we're doing all conference voting. And he shoots – 49% from two, he shoots 41% from three. Like, why is he not shooting more? You know, and I, we're encouraging him to, and teams are going under because he's so good at getting to the rim. And so he just got more comfortable, you know, and I think, you know, usually with transfers, you know, in our league anywhere, if you just say, hey, you know, what, what you get from the first year, they get way better the second year. So they take that leap. And so I'm excited to have him back. And um, I think he can be more of a distributor. I think he's willing to do that. Um, if we can get some shooting around him, it'll open up driving lanes. But, I mean, he's he's going to be an exciting player to have next year. So, And he had a great year this year. Yeah, and, and that's the beauty of, of really this team. You lose Tim, 
you could lose Drew, but for the most part, if everyone wants to come back, everyone can come back. And maybe that's the, the, the beauty of this season. You take your lumps now in a season where you bring back uh, so many NAIA tournament teams that have so much talent, but now next year you look in the future and you're thinking, well, maybe there's something that can be done there. But looking at the entire season as a whole, you go 9-18 and 18 overall, 6-16 six and 16 in conference play, which – that is more than what took place last year. So that in itself is, is certainly an accomplishment. But if you go in and look at just the, the entire season, I just wonder how many of the games, and maybe you know this, I didn't go back and extra track at all, but how many games you guys were within one possession with four or three minutes left, how many games you guys led at halftime. I bet you if you look at the, the 22 conference games, I bet you – over half of them, or nearly half of them, you guys were, were right there until the very end. And as a first-year head coach, I imagine that has to be encouraging. Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I haven't done the math. That stuff doesn't <laughs> matter to me as much. Um, I can, no moral victories. I, can name I, them. I have, I have yeah. a pretty good memory when it comes to games we played. But um, we led some good teams at half. We were in some good teams. We lost some games that like were the weirdest things I've seen in my career. Um, probably at least two, but mm-hmm. maybe like maybe even three or four. And so I feel like we got a lot of that hopefully out of the way and we've learned from it. Um, it's just hard to win. It's hard to win in this league. It's hard to win college basketball games. Mm-hmm. So you have to celebrate and you have to you have to learn from it because, you know, you never know what it's like until you're there. And so and who's going to step up and who, who you can count on late in games. And I tell our guys that all the time. So, I mean, yeah, this, this year has been wild. We've been in – there have probably been, and two of them were down the stretch, but I think three total conference games that we weren't in. One of them was at Oakwoo. One of them was at Southwestern. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that happens. <laughs> and so um, the rest we were in the majority of the game. And so I, I do know that we learned a lot. You know, this was my first year. I learned a lot and uh, have a lot that I can take from it. Um, and I'm super confident with, with the group we have returning. And, you know, we'll obviously add a few pieces. But, I mean, our sub-varsity team, Against other, you know, sub varsity teams is like fourteen and two. Um, we have a ton of good players in the in our, in our program, and so I'm excited, you know, moving forward what we have. Yeah. Well, I guess at one point, do you sit down and actually look at this past season and analyze film and try to figure out what to do for next year? Well, I've analyzed a lot of film this year, so I probably should <laughs> probably too much. Um, <laughs> but in terms of like sitting down, like, like now that it's over, though, yeah. Like, like it, how much are you actually going to pop into to, to the actual? We, we will. Deal? We will. We'll do a lot like individual film, and sure. we'll show our guys. You know, this is what we need from you going forward, and we we do a lot of that during the year, and they know that. And so um, it's just, <laughs> are they willing to do it, or what? What you know measures can they take to get there? Because it's not like you just okay. Oh, I'm going to do that a game well yeah you have to you know there's a lot that goes into it so um but we will we'll, we'll we're taking this week off of all team activities we're not doing a thing uh, us coaches are obviously you know planning and you know recruiting which mm-hmm. is a big time to recruit we're excited about that um but our guys are taking this you know this whole week off then we're going to hit the weights then we're going to get back in the gym and we're gonna we're gonna get moving so because there's like i said i mean you know nine and eighteen it's just not good enough, and so, and especially here at Friends, and we want to be successful and we want to win championships, and we have we have a ways to go. But I'm encouraged with what I saw, with who we have returning, and um, you know I, I'm excited about next year. I know there's one guy who's excited for the off season, and that's Joe Joe Bilden. I know he's he's he really I know. excited, and he's he's been he's loved our group, and I have too. Like I mean, 
I don't. I would not say this if I didn't mean it. I've really enjoyed the majority of, of the time that I've spent with this group. Mm-hmm. It's been good, and there there are times when you have a bad year, and it's not like that. So they they really are. They're bought in. I feel like. And they want to do the right thing. We just got to teach them how to do the right thing. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's just funny. Like like Joe came over and he's just like, man. Like you see some of these guys. Like they've improved all throughout the year. He goes, I'm just looking forward to really this next off season because with so much coming back, it, there's so much we can do. And and I know that the track record kind of speaks for itself. You look at what Joe Bellin's been able to do with some of the guys and also some of the gals. Look at football, and I'm just like, yeah. There's there's a lot to like, and and really. In the offseason, I know people think basketball like, oh, you don't need to do that because you still got to be slim. You got to mm-hmm. move up and down the floor. But in all reality, though, you, you got to get bigger to face some of the bigger bodies that are there in the conference. So I, sure. I, I, I say that because he, Joe came up and he was like, hey, but I'm really looking forward. I'm yeah. like, I'm sure, I'm sure you are. He and, is. And, and, you, and you should be looking forward to it because there is a, a lot of guys coming back. And, and maybe the best thing is, too, like for, for different guys like Keon, it comes down to rehabbing in some ways, although he's back on the floor, which yep. is good. Um, you know, Colin Macklin also got banged up this year. So mm-hmm. probably getting those guys back into the, the shape that you would like is, is probably where you want to start there. But, man, the, the, the future for, for next year with so much talent coming back and so many pieces not being back, it's going to be really exciting to see what happens in year number two. And as you brought up, you said you learned a lot throughout year number one. I'm assuming the number one thing that you learned was just learning a a lot about your players and really who they are and what they're capable of and what their what their interests are and, and I know some people get caught up in the X's and O's and yes that's very true but also too you're you're getting used to them and I'm sure they're getting used to how you coach too and it just takes a moment I think there for a little bit you kind of go I don't what's coach coach gonna do if I mess up or do this mm-hmm. at the very end I think everyone had a pretty clear cut version of how things are going to be handled from this point forward yeah I, th- I think that was one of the biggest things that I mean the progress that was made from I mean the stuff we were dealing with in the fall like I mean in practice and the you know talking back and all the things just because they just hadn't we hadn't been around each other mm-hmm. compared to what it was like the last couple games even when you're losing it Usually when you're losing, it, it shows your character and, you know, what's going on behind the scenes. And, and our guys were still, I mean, they weren't always having fun, and neither was I. Um, but they were still bought in. They were still trying to do the right things. They were still, you know, were, were you know, in timeouts, were, you know, trying to execute. They were doing all that stuff, and they weren't in the fall. And it just was something that that was the biggest step. Now getting them to figure out, okay, this is these are the expectations, and – now you got to win doing, you know, do those things and still win. So there's still another step. But, I mean, the progress that this group saw, I mean, from, you know, the fall, was it was huge. And so I'm just excited to get them now. Hey, maybe I don't have to coach, you know, guys walking off the court and guys not being engaged in a timeout. Can we coach more basketball? That's, you know, that's – and, it, you know, we progressed. So now I'm looking forward to where we can go from there. Yeah, for sure. And practice habits and all that stuff too. Well, we had it's, new assistants. I mean, I, you yeah. know, it was all new. Right. And that stuff just, you know, being together and having another year together is just – it's going to be a lot easier. So, yeah, hopefully we'll see. I mean, hey, <laughs> I'm not going to promise you that. So and we're still going to work. But I just know that, I mean, a lot of the nuances are not going to be as, you know, it won't be as, as tough to, to control. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of the nuances as you brought up. Well, anything else you'd like to add? Oh, this is kind of the final one. So, I guess just simply hit the off season and, and just kind of – see what what pieces you bring in who's coming back all that wonderful stuff i'm I'm sure that's probably part of the process too 
after uh, going through an entire season. Now it's not just a off-season, go out and do this or do that. Now it's there's extra steps kind of involved with it all. So anything else you'd like to add? No, I just appreciate appreciate everybody's support. I mean, for you know, from our administration. And, you know, I know it's been a tough year. Uh, but, you know, I, I, there's just a ton of support. And all the people that have approached me and, you know, hey, you know, I see the progress. We're, we're behind you and, and the guys. And I appreciate that because that's not always easy to do after – after, you know, first year and it's been tough, but all the text and, you know, I know people see that it's going in the right direction and I just appreciate the support and um, I'm excited to, to, you know, hit the ground running obviously next year and, you know, in the recruiting process and um, I, and I promise things are going in the right direction and we're going to win games. So, and we will and it'll be soon. So. All right, Coach. Well, thanks for everything this season. Right, it's been thank, fun. Thank you. I appreciate it. Phil McClintock, head basketball coach at Friends University, here on the latest Friends basketball show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM. The Falcons wrapped up the season on Saturday with a win against Avila, 82-54 being the final score from Wichita, 9-18 under first-year head coach Phil McClintock, 6-16 in the KCAC but a lot to like looking forward with the amount of talent that could be coming back for 2024-2025. Of course, we got a little ways to go before we get to that point. But regardless, looking forward to the future at Friends University under Phil McClintock's leadership. Well, that does it for us here for our latest edition of the Friends Basketball Show from Walk-On Sports Bistro. It's been a lot of fun bringing you the Friends Men's Basketball show here on ESPN Wichita. We'd like to thank Walk-On Sports Bistro for the access throughout the entire year. Appreciate their support. It's always great to come out here. Always enjoy it. The food is always phenomenal. And, of course, all the TVs on the walls. If there was ever a place to to catch a a certain tournament, this would be the place to do it. Walk-On Sports Bistro located on Mays Road. Of course, we'll have one more Friends basketball show for sure, which will be with Head women's basketball coach, Dean Jaderstana. Of course, we still got some games left there for the Friends women's basketball as the Friends Falcons are set to take on the Bethany Swedes in the first round of the KCAC postseason tournament. You can catch that game at 7 o'clock from inside the Garvey Center. Best of luck to Dean Jaderstana and that women's basketball team. Well, on behalf of Phil McClintock, I'm Pat Strothman saying so long from Walk-On Sports Bistro. Thank you so much for watching and listening to another edition of the France Basketball Show on ESPN Wichita 92.3 FM.